Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash Wars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now, on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, and welcome to Steel Wars. I'm comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And this is our Monday celebration blog pod. My voice is aptly a little bit worn out from having so much fun. It is about 10.20 and I'm heading to the Wintrust Arena for the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel. I'm so excited. I think this is going to be a magic one. After a magic five days at Star Wars Celebration, I'm a little sad, but I will pick up my sad little lip and we're going to enjoy an awesome final day. Come with. Let's go. All right, you guys. It's now 10.55. We are in the Wintrust Arena and the Phantom Menace panel is about to start. And I've got Dan Z from Coffee with Kenobi. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you. It's good to be seen. It's good to be seen. It's um, loud. It's loud and I'm spent. But I am so pumped for what's about to go down. It's what do you reckon? George Lucas? We're getting some George Lucas? That is the speculation. That's right. His, we, his son seemed to say so. Really? Yeah. Oh, what about that guy over there on the screen, Rick McCollum? We're getting him. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting? I would not expect that. Uh, I feel uh, like they sort of had a falling out, but I don't know. That'd be great. Dude, that's my... I'm dying to say... I've never seen Rick McCollum in real life. No, I, 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 I want to. I want to, I want to touch him. I want to smell him. I want to lick him. I want to Sit on his lap, ask him about Christmas. Sorry? I'd sit on his lap, ask him what you want for Christmas. Oh, dude. That'd be good. I'd say, um, <laughs> I would say that I'd like to sit on his lap and tell him what that would All be right. my Christmas present. Is the actual act of asking I love, him? I love it. Christmas. I like the goals. So what's uh, what's been your highlight so far? Uh, I mean, obviously the trailer is pretty spectacular. Getting together with everybody, seeing all your friends, trying to talk to Steel when it's insanely loud with Rudolf Yankovic. Those are all good highlights. Yeah, I, I should point out that everyone's waving their lightsabers and uh, their torches, and yes. it's uh, it's beautiful. It's very nice. Chris, you're, you're here. What, what do you what do you make of this scene? 
I think that it's incredible that people are still celebrating this movie 20 years later. There's some classic Chris Taylor cynicism coming at ya. No, no, that was a perfectly neutral statement. I'm a practice journalist. I know how to say things neutrally. But you've got a backstory, buddy. <laughs> yeah, also, no, look, I think time has been kind to this, kind to this film, especially in the, uh, the uh, age of, you know, actual real-life Palpatines. Um, so... You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what this panel can give us in terms of activating that nostalgia. Uh, I'm very interested in this rumor that uh, George Lucas is going to show up. I believe that's one of the more bogus celebration rumors I've heard this year. Oh my god. I have to say, the little barrows around the sports center showing a lightsabers igniting is... That is some surreal stuff. Oh yeah. One of them is the Kylo Ren, you know, janky lightsaber. Uh, oh, not right now. It's going to change Look, the green lightsaber is igniting. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, that's great. Wait, I gotta get, I gotta film this. Alright, if I'm not making sense, there's these giant advertisement screens around the... around the sports arena, and it's got a lightsaber igniting. I've just got to film it and get wait for the my one to come up. Yes. So now the lights are dimming. The sabers are still on. Weird Al's still going, and uh, I think we're going to have a uh, an emotional peak to the weekend, Dan. I agree with you. I think the reception for Emma Bass is going to be exceptional, and as loud as it is now, it's going to be even better. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, Brian Young, this is your time, buddy. 20th anniversary Phantom Menace panel. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, we're going to see some things. I don't know what we're going to see. I frankly don't care. Uh, it's it's Phantom Menace. It's weird uh, being here after 20 years, being there at the first celebration where we hadn't seen it, and just hyping it. Now here we are celebrating it. It's uh, it feels good. Man, you guys are so on brand for your characters on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cynical Chris and yep. Hyper Brian. I love it. I love it. That's why we're that's why we're friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> opposites, opposites. No, it's, look, you, if you're a panel like this, then you can only be surprised. Well, I just can't wait to when you're leaning over, sobbing on my shoulder, Chris. <laughs> you just built all up all this like emotion, and then it finally gets unreleased, and then you just. Well, I have to say that the redemption of Ahmed Best is is quite an interesting storyline, right? You feel for the guy, and it's it's so good to see him get his due at, on the uh, you know on the galaxy stage earlier and presumably here today as well he'll have another shot of redemption and also the story I like is the redemption of Star Wars fans to redeem themselves as a, a body as a Borg mass for you know how they made him feel and uh, I, you know what we need we I mean it's great that we're having a Phantom Menace panel it's great that everyone is seeing Weird Al but what we really need is like a truth and reconciliation commission for the whole prequel wars. 
We just need, you know, pro and anti-prequel people up on stage saying, look, we got through it. The prequel wars are officially over. You know, this, this too shall pass. The Last Jedi problems shall pass. And we'll all come together again in the end. Dude, episode 18 ruined Star Wars. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Get that headline up on Mashable, buddy. I heard there's going to be some news at this panel, though. They're going to make a sequel to it. Oh, check it out. Oh. Trailer. OG trailer. Let's go. Yes. I just, I just felt so old. Oh god, yeah. Takes me back. Welcome to celebration and welcome to this very special celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. You up for some Phantom Menace action? Yes! <laughs> welcome to everybody who is viewing from all the corners of the galaxy via the live stream as well. Hello to all of you. Before we get started and uh, celebrate this wonderful film. Two, 
well trained, my young apprentice. They will be no match for you. The makeup and the horns, and the lenses and the teeth. You just can't help being naughty. I really feel I know Dobsy. We've been intimates for the best part of 30 years. Often he will tell the truth or give an opinion, but he kind of gets it. He will never get me one of those dreadful starships. Please welcome two of the most memorable and entertaining Star Wars characters of all time, Ahmed Best! Emperor. That might be no. even better. 
So, Anthony, welcome. When do you first recall George mentioning that, uh, you know, he was going to make more films? Well, that, that was uh, many years before, before this event, because um, when I was invited to be in the Star Wars, yeah, back in 1975, it, there was just the one film. And of course, when it came out, we all know suddenly there was the 1V number, and I looked up and it meant episode four. George has said that Jar Jar is his favorite character. He wanted a silly, lovable, physical comedian that was like Goofy and Buster Keaton. And you gave him exactly what he hoped for. Yeah, hire a skinny kid from the South Bronx and you get all that. <laughs> now you were discovered for this role when you were a member of the stage show Stomp. Yeah. Uh, can I you was discuss the differences between your physical performance on stage and your physical direction of Jar Jar? Um, well, Jar Jar was very much Buster Keaton and um, I was a huge Buster Keaton fan, Charlie Chaplin fan, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. Like, it was always physical for me, you know, much like Ray, I grew up doing martial arts. And I, I really uh, enjoyed being a physical person. And Stomp was extremely physical, you know, it's a musical with no words. And it was really about communication through uh, physicality and percussion. So when Robin Gerland, who casted episode one, when she saw me in Stomp, she, was, she looked at me and the way I was moving, she was like, that might be good for what George is looking for. And then um, uh, she brought me to Skywalker Ranch, which was mad trippy. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, growing up in the South Bronx, you never think that you would ever get a look like Star Wars, like no one, prepared me. There's no school for that. You know, when you're on the playground running for your life, you're like, in about 20 years, I'm gonna be in Star Wars, and all y'all are gonna fucking regret it. <laughs> you know, there is, there's never any of that. So, like, going to uh, Skywalker Ranch and then eventually screen testing at ILM in the, in the mocap suit, and everybody going, we don't know what's gonna happen, just go do some stuff. And I was just like, I'm just gonna be as, as as physical as I possibly can and try to give George everything he wanted. So that was brand new, that technology of motion capture, wasn't it? It was, it was you know, it was extremely cutting edge and um, there was a lot of questions. Like nobody knew how much to do, how much not to do. You know, the reason why I was in the suit was really um, as a backup in case the CGI didn't work or in case they needed the shot and they couldn't animate the shot. You know, fortunately, it was, um, you know, Industrial Lights and Magic and, and Lucasfilm, they're just so incredibly intelligent and talented and collaborative, you know, they let this young 20-year-old kid be a part of this thing, you know, and really, really be a pioneer in, in the history of film. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, good times in Denver, and uh, isn't it wonderful here? 20 years later, we're still doing the same thing, but on a much grander scale. <laughs> and you know, The Phantom Menace, that was the movie that started Celebration, because that was what we were there to celebrate, to talk about. So uh, without this wonderful movie, we wouldn't be here today doing this. So uh, thank you to The Phantom Menace. Absolutely. 
So, Ian, Ray, Armand and Anthony, we thank you for your brilliant contributions to The Phantom Menace. Thank you. John and Matthew to join us once again as we continue our 20th anniversary celebration of the Phantom Men. Here they are. Absolutely. We're all now, way um, more gray, too, than we were in <laughs> Now, today we're celebrating uh, the new beginning of the Star Wars saga, and that came from the very heart of Mr. George Lucas himself. Now, I've just received a personal message from George. Should we play it? Yeah. yeah. All right, then, let's take a look. Thank you for coming to the celebration. It's uh, one, one of my favorite movies, you know, and of course, Jar Jar is my favorite character. Alma did a fantastic job. It was very, very hard. Also for John Knoll and all the guys at ILM, I made it impossible for them. We broke a lot of ground. We were using test equipment, uh, and, uh, but it was the beginning of digital. Even though we didn't get to shoot the whole thing digitally, we did shoot part of it. So it was really one of the first digital features. And I'm very proud of that. The fans are always such a big part of these films. And When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Obviously, those of you who are here uh, are the fans of episode one. And uh, I love each and every one of you. So, George, I want to personally thank you for allowing me to be part of Episode 1 and of Star Wars, of course, and for casting these incredibly talented actors and filmmakers who have made a huge impact on the Star Wars galaxy. Thank you. From the first time we saw his red and yellow eyes and game-changing double-bladed lightsaber, Darth Maul became one of the greatest baddies ever to thrill the big screen. Ray Park's physical agility and martial arts wizardry made us look at the possibilities of the dark side in a whole new and spectacular way. From The Phantom Menace to Solo, with quite a few celebration appearances in between, Ray is a Star Wars legend. Best is a true pioneer in the art of 
multiple generations of young Star Wars fans have loved Jar Jar Binks in the prequels and the Clone Wars animated series, for which Ahmed reprised his iconic role. The Annie Award winner, or should I say, Annie Award winning, <laughs> winner continues to produce, write and direct. He's a very talented, busy man, and an inspiring one at that. Ahmed Best. Ian McDermott produced a powerful and unforgettably sinister character in both the original trilogy and in the prequels. And like Ahmed, has revived the character in Star Wars animation. He's also continued his lauded strange career and won a Tony Award in 2006 as Best Featured Actor in a play for Faith Healer. But for all of us Star Wars fans, Ian will go down in cinematic history for playing one of the most evil, manipulative and memorable villains of all time. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it. Um, that's, uh, that's everyone. Fitting tributes, I think you'll agree, uh, for the wonderful talented people that have been involved uh, with these films over the years. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. Sorry, it was, it's, it's only like a couple of words on here and I just missed it. Sorry, sit down. <laughs> sorry about that. Embarrassing. No, I just, uh, okay, just sit there and say, well, sorry about it. Excuse me, just forget that ever happened. <laughs> so, Anthony Daniels is brilliant. That's it. <laughs> Anthony Daniels and the adventures of his golden alter ego, C-3PO, have spanned the entire saga for more than 40 years. He's appeared in more Star Wars films than any other actor, even me. <laughs> He's also been a constant presence and ambassador for all of us fans here at Star Wars Celebration since the very beginning, 20 years ago. Anthony Daniels. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it from all my special guests for sharing their incredible talents with us over the years. Thank you to all of you. Please join me down the stage now. Well, Chris, that's the end of the panel. Pretty low-key, just... Low-key, but uh, an appearance by George Lucas, so the rumour wasn't entirely bogus. The, uh, um, I, I said during the panel that George Lucas is on, like, an iPhone, and they, it's like ILM, he, he started this company, and no one thought to turn the phone sideways to fill the screen. Well, this is, we know this, the classic, nobody says no to George, <laughs> you know? <laughs> No one was there saying, no, George, you want to turn the phone on its side. I do like that he specified that the fans 
in this room yes. were fans of the movie and he loves us all. He loves us all. He yeah. does not love anyone else. If you're here <laughs> yes. in a few years' time for the Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary panel, we do not yet know yes. if he loves it. You can't vouch for everyone. You yeah. can't vouch for everyone. Good, good fun. Good fun. They're past masters at stage managing these sorts of things and stage managing the, the funny moments and you know um, yeah but, um, like, I, I feel like we got some sense of confirmation from Ian McDermott that he does actually physically appear in yeah. Ep9 yeah 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 yeah, he wouldn't be playing that coy if it were just a hologram or maybe he would I don't know I mean he is the emperor after all he is uh, He's there to to play with our minds. And who who are we to judge another man's coyness? <laughs> who are we? I would never judge another man's what? Coyness. Coyness. Coy. Oh, coyness. That's a word you just used. <laughs> I, w- I was imagining a totally different spelling for that. And uh, okay. I, I think you're, you're just nervous around me after that fan yeah, fiction thing. I would thing. never judge a ma- another man's coitus. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. See you, Dan. <laughs> Coyness. Yeah. Coyness. I, around you still, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Few you know, do. I just, Few do. I, I hear double entendres in every word. Brian Young. Hi. What? Is there, is there a I'm just... I just thought I thought you were just such, I just thought you were just such a professional content maker that I could just like say your name and it would be like bang I'm in there. I mean I am generally, but I'm a little bit emotionally overwhelmed. That was a lot of fun and and seeing feeling that crowd reaction to like everything right. Like it wasn't just Jar Jar and Ahmed, although he got a great welcome, a, a warm welcome, but just like when when people would say like, oh Watto or oh like. The, the most random things from Phantom Menace got cheers in a way that, like, I thought I was the only one who cheered about. Yeah. Was there, was there anything, did you learn anything new about episode one from this panel? Really, the only interesting tidbit that I hadn't known before... I mean, I hadn't known a lot about Gene Bolte, um, but uh, that the sound of Sebulba's racer came from a Ferrari that someone had punched a hole in the muffler. Uh, I mean... They, no, they I didn't. punched a hole in their own Ferrari yeah. for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which was worth it. I mean, like, who talks about Ferraris nowadays? But Phantom Menace is forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm presuming you weren't surprised that George declared so openly that Jar Jar is his favorite character. No, not at all. Um, and it makes sense, too, right? Like, uh, Jar Jar was a character he created to share those silent film star Mm. antics with his kids Mm -hmm. and you know being a cinema nerd like that like I think so much of what Star Wars is is smuggling in the things he loves about classic cinema and classic storytelling to show a new audience and being able to give that Buster Keaton Mm. Charlie Chaplin treatment to a whole new generation is something that's really profoundly Mm. important everything else is very dramatic and heavy and Jar Jar is just a breath of like Delight. I, I'd heard. I mean, obviously, the Buster Keaton comparison is, is everywhere. That, that's pretty well known. I'd never heard the the goofy part of it. That, that George had said he's a cross between Goofy and Buster Keaton, which kind of makes the look of Jar Jar. Yeah, it, it changes how you look at the look of. I, I think a lot of people's issues with Jar Jar have to do with the look of him. 
and the the way the eyes are on the top of the head like that can be a little creepy for some. I tell you what changes your view of Jar Jar, that photo where there was like an, a full-size naked maquette of him in the background that was on the big screen. Did you guys see that? There was like a photo when they were in the studio and in the background there was like a full-size like naked concept Jar Jar and oh, I just couldn't oh stop staring at it. <laughs> How was his coyness? He's built like a Ken doll. <laughs> it all just moulds out where it needs to. So, so Jar Jar has been neutered. Yeah. There will be no more. There'll be no little Jar Jars. Um, I don't know how they. How, how, how do the how do they uh, the Gungans reproduce, Brian? Uh, very carefully. <laughs> As so we should all trust me. He's, he's so clumsy. It just you know it's it's hard to get in anything and anything. As a father, I do think we should oh, reproduce very carefully. So. <laughs> Gungan family planning. It's yeah. very important. Very important. I mean, they're fish creatures and they do live underwater, so who knows how much of uh, the life of fish and their reproductive cycle influences Gungans. But they're amphibious too, so like, mm. I-, I wonder like if the life cycle of a-, a frog is indicative of how a Gungan might reproduce. Yeah, oh. they, the female lays the eggs and the male just comes along and trips over them. 20 years later, we're still asking the big questions, the Phantom Menace, the debate continues. Man, I'll I'll see you. Who knows what we're going to be talking about at the 40th? It's going to be great. Uh, Yeah, the 40th, we're we're going to have to get even deeper than this because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be uh, still there from this audience. Maybe we'll just have a panel that is the 20th anniversary of the 20th anniversary panel. We will remember this day. There'll be photos of this day. There'll be photos of... The snow outside. That was one of the most fun things about this panel were the photos they showed of Celebration 1, and I instantly had, like, PTSD sort of flashbacks to how, like, rough that convention was. It was wonderful. It was amazing. It was great. But, uh, yeah, it was muddy and cold. Like, we had the snow here for Celebration Chicago, but at least we were indoors. And at least the main panel areas were under, like permanent structures with heating and air conditioning uh we did not have that at celebration one i mean you saw the pictures we were in leaking tents yeah whose whose bright idea was it to hold a celebration in the open air in the rocky mountains at the end of april uh ja rules Uh, (laughs) i think it was dan madsen who who uh who was whose hometown was uh, Denver and who got the shout out for starting celebrations. He was the president of the fan club at the time. Right, right. Okay. So everyone had to like freeze out in the cold because some dude didn't want to get on a plane. Yeah. Selfish, Dan. Selfish. Alrighty. I am going to go write some words and then wander around the uh, floor like a uh, like a person that's had a very fun and hard five days. Like, like just a normal person. Yeah. Just wandering the floor. All right, as, well. As if you're not above us all. The, um, the, uh, it's been good to hang with the, the yin and yang <laughs> of Star Wars reporting here. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. We can work with that. You take this on the road. Maybe. Yeah, no, let's take it on the road. Yep. We'll do another book. You, awesome. we'll, we'll do a book together. We won't have to, you won't just write it on your own, and uh, mm. it'll just be like the Federalist Papers, but for the prequels. Yes, you, you can <laughs> write the other 51. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you do like 
the the next edition of when Star Wars conquered the universe. And you have like you just bring out the same book, but you just add a new chapter to trick people to buy more. Oh no no no! If I did another version of the book, I would I would uh, focus on the sequel trilogy. No no, just uh, do another chapter, and the bonus bit can just be like about me pondering how Gungans reproduce. Well, obviously that would be a chapter by itself. Hey, yeah, sealed section. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I, I got nothing. <laughs> We're out. Hey guys, that does bring us to the end of our Star Wars Celebration 2019 blog pods. As I alluded to at the end of the Phantom Menace panel section, uh, I had to go write an article for the newspaper back home in Australia, and that chewed up most of the day. So uh, I didn't get to go back in and hit the floor. I, I did, however, get to go that night to uh, a hotel and catch up with uh, a bunch of people, with uh, Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained and, and the Perez. And I didn't record anything because it was just time to unwind and uh, talk off the record. All that good stuff, whatever. Um, it was just more about we were all beat and I didn't want to shove a microphone into any more faces. But uh, thank you guys so much. I'm sorry it dragged out so long to uh, get all these out. But uh, as I mentioned, when I got back from Celebration, we uh, immediately moved house. And for anyone that's moved, which I'm sure is pretty much all of you, that really throws your life in to disarray, especially when you're trying to put out a, uh, a 27-part podcast blog pod series. But the Star Wars Celebration fun doesn't have to end, and it will not end, because on the feed tomorrow, you will have the Chicago Live Show, which is already up in uh, YouTube video, on YouTube, where all the best YouTube videos are, in... Uh, yeah, in its totality up to the erotic fan fiction. And uh, we do, we, we did a, a big panel talking about celebration and the rise of Skywalker. We had um, Emily Lynn, we had Anthony Bresnikan, uh, Jason Ward, Chris Taylor, Claire Stribling, uh, the producer Richard. So many fun people up to do that. And then exclusively for patrons, we've got the erotic fan fiction live feed that Emily Lind wrote and uh, narrated by Randy Lagutache and acted by Chris Taylor from Mashable and Johnny Grasso. And it is, I don't know, everyone, people have different senses of humor, but man, I laughed hard. And uh, so uh, did a lot of people that were in the room to see that. And uh, you can get that if you are a $3 Patreon supporter for the month. And um, that keeps the podcast going. And you get tons of bonus content over Celebration. We've got all the uh, late night blog pods. One that has um, been getting very good reviews is the collector segment on one night with Corey of Corey Stories fame and Mike Pappas from Rogue One. Um, we do a, uh, a comparison of the recent deals they've made and it's, um, again, that's my type of humor. Uh, so uh, definitely check that one out if you uh, give the month's Patreon a shot, which I'd really appreciate it. And it helps us uh, do fun stuff like Star Wars Celebration and 
me afford the time to put out all these episodes and all that good stuff. Uh, if that is not in your means, and that is totally understandable, uh, give us some support by uh, retweeting the podcast announcements, giving us a sweet five-star review on iTunes and all that good stuff. But Star Wars Celebration, I had just... the, the it's, it's a dreamlike, fun week now. I guess it's a week if you get there a day early and leave a day later. Yeah, that is a week. All right, Star Wars week. But um, yeah, it, it's just the best. Thank you so much to everyone that, that came up and, and said, hey, it's, um, you know, I've talked about it before, but I used to go to conventions and not know anyone and um, just sort of keep to myself and stuff. And it's so much more fun to have all this uh, interactivity. Uh, thank you to everyone that helped with uh, just various parts of the podcast. Paul Jones in Australia that edited uh, the great bulk of all these episodes. Uh, he does uh, two podcasts, Hey Hey the Podcast, where they uh, review 80s variety show um, and 90s and I guess 2000s. But it's a, a vintage thing. Um, in Australia, hey, it's that day. Every celebrity in the world went on this show and um, it was co-hosted by a puppet. So there you go. And they do a uh, Geek Dudes, which is a definite not safe for work uh, pop culture wrap-up, which um, just, just, if you've got sensitive ears, don't check that one out. That's That would be my advice. If you uh, like things to get a bit blue with uh, your your Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Marvel chat, then uh, definitely check out Geek Dudes. Shout out Eric Struthers for doing the sound at the live show and uh, helping record the sound for the uh, Episode 9 cast and crew interviews. Likewise, Chris Siegel from the Star Wars Underworld podcast who did video for both those as well. Rashad, the producer Rashad from Will Communication Podcast doing the angles at the live show and tons of people helped out with the live show. The guys from the Star Wars Underworld, the guys from the Sith List, Rusty Brown was in there helping out. Paul Ponty did an amazing job of uh, shooting tons of really fun photos at the live show, so check them all out. They're on the, uh, the website and Facebook. A huge thanks to Dom Legaspi up in San Francisco for doing all the show notes. And a massive thanks to everyone that I bumped into or sat next to that uh, let me stick a microphone in their face and chat about Star Wars for a little bit. It was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed the uh, cavalcade of guests. I certainly did. And now we are on to the path to of Skywalker. We have got so much fun stuff on the way. Let's hit D23. Let's hit San Diego Comic Con. Watch the trailers. Celebrate the things we're excited about. Discuss what we think is going to happen in the film. It's, it's going to be an awesome year. So uh, after Star Wars Celebration and just feeling the um, feeling the vibe of, of, of Star Wars fans that are excited about what's going on, it's got me pretty energized as well. So, cannot wait. This is going to be an uh, awesome year for Star Wars fandom. And let's make it that way. Let's enjoy it. And may that force be with you. I miss you, Star Wars Celebration.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.